This episode of uh, Game Club Pod contains spoilers for Dead Space. Hello. Hello. Sorry I'm late. I was having a nap. Sorry you were late. You were having a wick. A nap. Is that So when I called you earlier and said I'm going to be a bit late, is that why you sounded so groggy? Because you'd just woken up? No, no. I was I was playing Pokemon Unite then, which is like a MOBA uh, for yep. Pokemon. But uh, I, was, I, I then had a nap. I fell asleep watching South Park. I am 30 years old. <laughs> yeah, can't stay up till 8 o'clock anymore, can we, Tim? No, not at all. Not at no, all. T- this is like, uh, I forgot what episode it was. I think it was the Last Chance Awards. I was just barely awake and I was annoyed with you two the whole time. <laughs> yeah, because we were awake. Yeah, y'all were awake and way too hyperactive. For, for, yeah, for like where I was in the day. <laughs> mm. Yeah, uh, how are we doing, gentlemen? Not so bad, how are you? I'm not I say good. I'm I'm a little proud of us lately. This is like the most efficient we've been in quite a while. Well, we've recorded yeah, we like three, three weeks late. in a row. Yeah, I know. It's look at look at us. 2023, baby. We're we're who'd have, who'd have being productive. Who <laughs> thought it? Not me. Not me. Um yeah, Tim, I'm not good because I had a whole thing today on the Talking Smack Discord where I was talking about how a team, a football team from three leagues below another team beat it and it's a giant killing and how it never really happens and then I went to the football and my team lost to a team three divisions below and we were awful so um yeah you're about to get my rage more more importantly in the talking smack discord which I feel like we talked about there's more than hours anime one I'm gonna be really annoyed (laughs) it's at king of the hill is anime and you can't convince me otherwise so is the simpsons no, it's not. It doesn't count. Yes, it is. Of course it is. It's animated. Yeah, but that doesn't make it anime. There's yes, a it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. What does anime mean? What does it mean? It's just like a styling and the way that it presents itself. No, no, King of the it Hill means, is it means, anime. By definition, what is anime? Animated. Look like Wikipedia? I'll go to Wikipedia if that's what I need to do. Go on then, do fuck, it. I don't know. Do it. No, Prove no, but anyways, right. King of the, King of the Hill right. counts. Google it. King of the Hill counts as anime. One, like, best anime. Right, but the the film The Martian won the best comedy. It doesn't make it a comedy. It's not funny. So no, yeah. it's not. It's not a comedy. Look, I'm not arguing with the internet. They actually agree on something for once, and I feel like it's too complicated to argue. The internet with agrees all. on lots of things. <laughs> Apparently, you two don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, short preamble because I'm I'm editing this one. So this episode of uh, Game Club Pod contains spoilers for Dead Space. Wow. Tim, play that music. Well, oh, wait, I'm I'd... too tired. Um, <laughs> Just yawn a, into the mic. <laughs> I have a candy cane that I can throw at my desk. <laughs> <laughs> what a joyful sound. It's like a toddler having a tantrum over there. <laughs> I, so what, what we did was we bought some candy canes for our Christmas tree because we took down our tree earlier this week. Uh, and we forgot to eat the candy canes, so they've just been sat there. Uh, so uh, speak of the devil, thank you very much. Uh, I have just been given a hot chocolate, so I'm going to have... Oh, look at him, having having a nap, being brought a big old hot chocolate with marshmallows. I'm playing Pokemon. <laughs> playing Tim, Pokemon. how old are you? Are you like 10 now? What happened? Is I've, this what I've Pokemon reverted. does to people? I've, I've Benjamin Button myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, as I said, contains spoilers for Dead Space. Tim, are you old enough to play Dead Space now? Uh, I don't think I am. I think it's 15. <laughs> what came out? What was born first, Dead Space or Tim? We'll find out in the discussion of this episode. Find out. I was now. born after, at age eighty. <laughs> after Tim, after Tim plays that music again. Oh, I don't want to do it near the hot chocolate. There. There we Sounds go. We're in there. We're, we're <laughs> little effort. This podcast. Are you crazy? <laughs> Welcome to Video Game Club. As always, I am Joey Fitzgerald. I am joined by the 
vivacious Slade Plays Games. Hello, you can find me at Slade Plays Games on Twitter and Twitch, Slade's Life on Instagram. What's I'm really sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to introduce you by your Twitter handle. That was very, very internet of me, wasn't it? I don't know Good what one. vivacious means. I was going to say voluptuous, but I don't mean that. I mean vivacious. <laughs> um, I'm also joined by the... Um, What's a good adjective for Tim? The childlike, childlike, yep, docile Wimbembo. <laughs> that, yep, that's about right. Hello, you can find me on Wimbembo and everything. Just listeners, so you get a full picture of where we're at here. Slade and I are sat here trying to record, and Tim is picking and eating mini marshmallows off of a hot chocolate while in a dressing gown and pajamas while in, in a dressing gown. At eight thirty in the evening, <laughs> I've had a after evening. after having a nap and playing Pokemon. So that's a marshmallow. Okay, well, uh, gentlemen, we we always start with a question, and I was going to have a question, but I've changed it in Tim's. What's the What's the fuzziest, comfiest you've ever been, Timmy? Oh. Uh... <laughs> I'm pretty no, right, right now. My actual question is, what's the best, and I mean the best, jump scare you've ever experienced in a game? Best jump scare? You know, uh, in Outlast, mm. the, right there in the beginning, when you're like, you see the dude and he's been like impaled on the piece yeah. of metal? That's, that's just a good one. Because you don't think, you're like, there's no way that's in a live body. And then he just... And then he he be alive for yeah a he be he be alive and that's a really good one. The other really good one in Outlast is uh, when you're going back down the hallway. There's like this dude in a wheelchair and he hasn't done anything to you the whole yeah, time, and then he and just he, he goes, goes after you. Then Outlast has a couple of good ones. Yeah, I agree. Tim, uh, the one that comes to mind, obviously, there's the famous Resident Evil one. One, the um, dogs, the dogs, first ever jump scare in a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a jump scare in this one in Dead Space that we're going to be talking about in a minute here that got me pretty good when I first started playing it. Um, I'm, I don't spook easy is the thing when it comes to games, but I guess the other one that got me, and I, I'm struggling to remember the name of the map. Slade, you'll probably know this because it's a zombies thing. Um, the prison zombies map. Oh, in uh, Black Ops 2, I'd like to two, say. It's one or three. two. Yeah, it's, I think it's two. I don't remember the name of the map. I know the one you're talking about. No, no wait, wait, the prison map in World at War? No, no, not not Shinonuma. Um, okay. So then, yeah, if it's the second the one, then that's going to be... Yeah. Uh, Isn't it called Alcatraz? Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, that one. Um, there's a jump scare in, in as a part of one of the Easter eggs on that, where like, you aim and shoot at the moon with a sniper rifle, and you oh, get a jump yeah. scare down your, down your sniper scope. That's pretty cool. I was going to say, um, Tim, you're jump scaring me with all your knowledge on Call of Duty right now. Um, wow. I uh, I Ooh. thought Tim was going to say that the best jump scare he's had in a while was the uh, tin of biscuits, apparently. No, that was my girlfriend scaring me with the tin of biscuits. <laughs> Sorry, can you rewind? What's the tin of biscuits? Because I jumped into our Discord on the chat the other day and you were all talking about a tin of biscuits moment. And so- I thought... Alex is here and I need to seem cool. So I went, yeah, that tin of biscuits moment. And now I realize that uh, <laughs> Alex being our editor for Fnatic. Um, yeah. Well, sorry, Tim, before we go on, what's the Fnatic? It's my other podcast. Wait for it. There was a pause and everything. Um, <clears throat> I had to finish my drink. <laughs> yes. Um, so I was in the kitchen the other day. Um, I, was th- I think I said I was just coming in into my office to play some games. And I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to sneak a couple of biscuits. And <laughs> yeah, I went to the snack cupboard. And my girlfriend has gotten into the habit of creeping up behind me and jump scaring me. She's done it a couple of times. Um, but, she, but she just went, uh, she went, gotcha, like that. Nothing particularly like scary. And just like grabbed me from behind and went, got you. And my arm just like spazzed, I guess, and just went straight up and launched a biscuit <laughs> into the ceiling. Wow. Wow, nice. I had one like that when I was working. I'll tell you about two. One of them I might need to bleep. Um, Tell you about two. So when Jenny and I first got together, we were both working on the bar at the O2 Academy in Leeds, and uh, I was pouring someone a drink, and she 
I don't even think she was trying to scare me. She just put a hand on my shoulder to go past, and it scared me. And I threw the whole shot up the wall of the bar um, and screamed. So um, that was a good one. The other one is when we lived in our house in Leeds, and she did mean to scare me. And you know when you go into like fight or flight? Oh no! Yeah. I I fought, and I just <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to. It was it was completely just completely reactionary. But we lived in this big old house that I don't think Tim you ever saw. I think was other uh, one was other one with the basement and you had the L shaped sofa. Yes, yeah. So you yeah, did. you know, I've been there. I was there once or twice. Um, but this this house was big, old, cold, and rickety. And she jumped around the corner and. <laughs> Um, but my, my favourite jump scare in a video game actually I'm not going to tell you now because it's part of this game wow um, look at that segue so we're going to talk about Dead Space today Dead Space is a action horror I think yeah. it's fair to say uh, released on October 13th 2008 it's published by uh, EA um, and it was released on PlayStation 3, Xbox, and PC, but you can kind of get it for all newest consoles. And actually, at time of release, I think it's three days ago, the Dead Space remake is now out on those It looks consoles. really good. Yes, it does. It looks wonderful. And like, emphasis on the looks there. So <clears throat> the game itself uh, was pretty well-received. Computer and video games gave it a 9.1 out of 10. Metacritic gave it an 89 out of 100. GameSpot, 9 out of 10. GamePro, 5 stars. And I think that the fact that it's being remade shows how critically acclaimed that this game really is. Um, So I'm going to pass over to immediate thoughts. And Tim, I want to go to you first, please. Well, I said in a previous episode that this is my favorite horror game ever. Mm -hmm. Um. I really enjoy the atmosphere of this game. I'm a big, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of post-apocalyptic and like post, uh, I guess post-horror. Mm-hmm. I guess you could call it like the, the the events of what's happened on the ship have already happened for the most part, and you're just kind of there like in the aftermath. And I really enjoy kind of piecing that stuff together. Uh, this game was a lot shorter than I remember. Yeah. Uh, I can remember this taking quite a while when I played it on the Xbox at first. And uh, this took me all in all five and a half hours this time. Wow, that's fast. Uh, I I just beelined it for every objective, but I had a lot of fun uh, aside from one puzzle. So um, <laughs> it's so I, I think the enemy design is really creative. The fact that uh, it, the enemies are these things called uh, necromorphs, which is like dead space zombie things with like razor sharp limbs that attack you for that's kind of an umbrella yeah. uh generalization of them but instead of shooting a zombie in the head like you would in a typical horror game you're instead shooting the limbs isaac be careful shooting them in the body didn't seem to work go for the limbs dismember them that should do the job but shooting each zombie's limb has its own ramifications because like do you want the zombie to be able to attack but still run to like but not run to you uh it can crawl to you or do you want it to like not be able to attack as much but still run to you uh do you want kind of a down the middle thing and also this the fact that you can stomp you can curb zomp curb stomp a zombie yeah as much as you want very very fun super fun super fun the only puzzle that annoyed me was the big ball uh with a no, sorry, there were two puzzles that annoyed me. The the big asteroid ball where you like kind of had to step outside the ship, but mostly because it wasn't in I'm not gonna say immediately obvious, but it just kind of felt like, oh, I guess I'm going outside without much prior warning. Yeah. Um that one. And the other one, and it's purely my fault, there's a puzzle where you have to get like I think they call them like five radiation clusters into like an afterburner on an engine. Because mm-hmm. uh, like it's debris in the ship, and you have to clear it, and the ship won't move without it. Uh, and uh, Muggins here thought it was like a game of pool where you had to like shoot the uh, the debris, <laughs> completely forgetting that that Isaac, the character you play as, has telekinesis. So, my bad. Uh, I was there for a good thirty minutes. <laughs> so wait, thirty minutes, and it took you five and a half hours. Yeah. Wow, big chunk of this game was taken up on that puzzle. Well, Slade was there for the first four hours of my playthrough, I think. Because mm-hmm. we were hanging out in Discord and we were both playing at the same time. Slade started before me and I managed to catch up to him and pass him. And I think sure. we both left off at the same time. 
Um, yes, there or thereabouts. And so I, I was I was there for about four hours and got past, got to like the big funny balls, but go outside of the ship puzzle. Uh, and then I was like, right, I'm calling it a night there. Uh, I'm too tired. And then I was playing for maybe another hour and some change afterwards. And yeah, nice. done. Nice. This is your, not your first time playing it, you said. God, no, no. I've played through this a number of times. Okay, cool. Thanks. Uh, Slade, your thoughts on the game, please. Ah, well, we got to bust out the notebook. Oh, no. Because I have thoughts. <laughs> That's dangerous. Dangerous place to be. Uh, a lot of this is written down, and I'm trying to remember what this one means. I hate the ghost devil hand, and I can something reminded me of the ghost devil from Chainsaw Man, and I cannot think of what it was. <laughs> okay. Um, I had issues from the beginning of the game because I was playing it on Game Pass on my Series S, right? And for some reason, there's a bug. This isn't like anything with the game. But there's a bug where it sometimes won't let you sign into the old 360 backwards compatibility thing. And I was like, oh, well, this would be a challenge. I have to do this without saving, essentially, because you can't save if you're not signed into an account. Played through the tutorial. And then uh, my cleaning lady came and she turned my Xbox off like she hit the power strip. So I lost all progress. Good news, though. The hard reset fixed that problem. And I was able to sign into an account and save. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I had to play the tutorial again, but I got through it faster on the second try. Let's see here. Uh, 2008, there's no way they predicted people like this quality headphones for now. Like the audio design, I think, was really, really nice. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. I call this like a bad positive, if it makes sense. And it's somebody did this on purpose. And it's that to reload, it's the A button and not X. Right. I think that was done on purpose because the amount of times I would like use stasis on accident instead of reloading my gun. Uh, Okay. I did that. Yeah. Can, you can remap it, though, can't you? I don't know if you can or can't. I didn't look. I, 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 I have a theory about these, uh, like, games that do that. Isaac is not, like, a marine or something. He's an engineer. Yeah. Well, so also, it's, use of it. X is the heal, so I would use a med pack. But, I mean, the game throws more med packs at you than I was selling so many of them because I just mm. didn't need them. Uh, I don't remember the names of any of the characters. The only ones I remember is uh, Hammond, and that's mainly because of Top Gear. And Isaac, because everybody kept telling him to do things. The other thing I want to talk about is uh, the ending drags on for way too long. (laughs) We can get there in the story, but man, it doesn't need chapters 11 and 12. We could have finished it at chapter 10, and I would have liked it a whole lot more. There's a good good reason for 11 and 12, which I'll go into. Are you thinking Um, of the same thing that I'm thinking of, Joey? Yes, I am. Yeah, because I've never played one of these. This is the first time I've played a Dead Space game. Okay. Um, The other thing is... I haven't had a game make me this motion sick since I used my Oculus dev kit forever ago in the beginning of VR. Anytime I had to go out and do like, uh, there's this thing where you like jump from one platform to another in a 3D environment. I could just like never reorient myself and I'd just have to like pause and shut my eyes for a minute. So I just wouldn't be sick anymore. But yeah, it really, it really messed with me. Fair enough. In the zero gravity sections, right? Yeah, uh, good thing you talked about jump scares in the beginning. I forgot about this, but I wrote down the notes that says final jump scare is a dick move. Because that's, that's, that's my favorite <laughs> jump scare in any game. Isaac's just in the ship, we're ready to fly off, and that is like, I don't know, blonde lady's face pops in and screams at him. It scared the hell out of me. <laughs> well, blonde, blonde lady is Nicole, Isaac's, Isaac's girlfriend. Isaac's lady. I called one of them redheaded. Well, no, one was uh, Laura Croft cosplayer, and the other one was Booba. That's Slade, what I named. Slade, them. I hate <laughs> it when you do these these names for them because they're <laughs> never accurate at all. It's like when I, you call uh, Cal from uh, I don't Jedi Fallen Order, you call him Kevin Bacon. It's just not he, right because he looks like Kevin Bacon. He doesn't look like Kevin Bacon. We're not here to talk about Fallen Order. We're here to talk about Dead Space. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sorry, Slade, that- carry on. Other than that, that's really all the notes I got because I'd, I'd like to rant about uh, the ending of the game. But beyond that, I had a pretty good time. Rant about the ending, Slade. That's what we're here for. You go for it. Rant about the ending? Uh, dragging the stupid rock <laughs> for an hour around. I'll explain so what the rock is. Boring. I'd leave the rock there. Leave. I was talking with this about my, my coworkers. Like, yeah, I love Dead Space. And I was like, man, the ending really sucks. I'm like, dragging the rock around is terrible. And they're like, oh, it makes sense in the second game. I'm like, I'm not here to talk about the second game. <laughs> I'm here to talk about the first game. Okay, I, I don't sense. care about that one. But here's the thing. And that, they're like, a horror game is not good if all you're trying to do is leave. And I'm like, 
that's the plot of Outlast. Leave. Yeah, but Resident also Evil Outlast, 7, Outlast isn't a good game, so... It, but yeah, like, Resident Evil 7 is really good when you're trying to leave the murdering rednecks, but then when you get to the boat, it's awful. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's it, it's awful. It's like somebody put ground beef in a nice, like, pie, and it's at the very end of it. What's Here I am enjoying beef? a butterscotch pie, and then up against the lining at the crust, I just put some ground beef in there to mess with me. That's what it's like. That sounds Ruins delicious. everything. Yeah, I also... Didn't like having, yeah, just didn't like having to drag stuff around with the, um, I don't know what you call it, stasis or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The puzzle for, um, what do you call it? Tim, you may know, or one of y'all will, the thing where you had to like plug in little array stuff. Oh. I couldn't, I couldn't work that one out for the life of me and I had to Google it and there's like nothing to clearly indicate you need to put them in a circle because there's so many like broken ones and missing parts. And Actually like, there is, there's a wall board I, that, that shows you the cons that have the strongest connection and it's all the other I didn't, circle. Yeah. I had to Google that shit. Fair enough. But yeah, I'm not, I'll, if I think of more, I'll come up with it. But yeah, um, we've got we've probably got another forty minutes of this episode, so let's. Uh, <laughs> I think you will come up with stuff. Um, but but would you say positive time? Uh, if I could quit playing at ten when you leave the spaceship, I would say highly positive. Fair enough. Uh, it it drug around like your cousins at Christmas, and when you're ready for them to leave, and you just want to be by yourself. <laughs> that was a very personal attack on Slade's cousins. Um, yeah. So I love Dead Space. I think it is excellently made. I think it holds up for a game that is like coming on to fifteen years old this year. I think so. The I think the only things that um, feel a bit dated is if you get really close to walls, you can sometimes see some low res textures, but only in the really well lit areas. I think something that lends itself to this game aging brilliantly is the lighting and the effects that they have. The, the art style of this game is beautiful. Um, I think Isaac Clarke is how a silent protagonist should be. You learned how I thought a silent protagonist shouldn't be in the last episode. I think Isaac Clarke is wonderful in the way that he... You can tell so much about how he's thinking from the movement of him, and you can see him. He is an entity, not an invisible man. Um, I think that uh, the the reason I was hesitant when I said it's a uh, act. Did I say action horror or adventure horror? Action, action horror. horror. The reason I was hesitant to say action horror is I actually think this game is more of an action game with a few jump scares because, as far as horror goes. And I hope you guys agree with me. It's not particularly scary. No, once once you've seen the first couple of Necromorphs, you're just like, oh, okay, I'm kind of know what I'm what I'm expecting. I think it's more scary in the um, psychological aspect. Maybe what well, yeah, you're probably referring maybe. to there is body horror. Yeah, like when you see, you know, the lady with like the taped up eyes, and then she like reaches into somebody else and hands you something. You. You're not like scared, but you're like, Ugh. it's very yeah. unnerving. You like if you yeah, see anything or, by like Junji Ito, you like. I hate stuff. to say it, one one made me laugh, but it was I walked in and this woman's like at an operating table with a big knife, and then she looks at Isaac and slits her throat. I yeah. just I hate that that made me laugh, but it was just so out of left field. <laughs> but I think I think with Dead Space, there's a few things. If you notice, and I don't know if you guys picked up on this, I've played through this game about eight times, nine including this um, playthrough. I think when you realize that every time you see someone behind glass, something gory, bad, or quote mark scary will happen, it ruins all of the fear. So when you see that lady with the scalpel, for example, that, that cuts her throat, her own throat, she's behind glass. There's a bit where a guy looks up at you and shoots himself. It's behind glass. Every time a necromorph takes an NPC and kills them, it's behind glass. And I think that they could have done a lot to build up the tension a lot more. And if you want to make a horror game, this is this is something I think is really important for horror games and that they don't achieve well in Dead Space. There's not enough tension. I think that the 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 ship that you're in is so wonderfully put together, looks so scary, 
but I don't think they do enough with the environmental horror. I think you go in, you look around the ship, and within two minutes you see a necromorph eat or kill one of the uh, soldiers. What you could have had is ten minutes of walking around. If it, have either of you played uh, Alien Isolation? Yes. No. no. Okay. So, um, Tim, you have slayed. You haven't slayed in that game. I think it's about an hour before, before you even see the alien, mm-hmm. and in that time. You are going around every corner. I don't know what's here. Oh, I'm, I don't know what's around the corner. I can hear something crawling around. I see a shadow in the distance. Dead Space doesn't do that. Dead Space goes, here are some scary things. Bloogie, woogie, woogie, they're in your face. Um, I think the other thing that it didn't do well, and I know I'm focusing on the negatives, but there are so many positives I'm going to get to shortly. The other thing I don't think it did well is it's not subtle in any single way. When you pick up the plasma cutter, which is your first gun, it's, and we're probably going to refer to it at points as the pistol, because it is basically the pistol in this game. Right. It's the best gun in the game you, as well. well. It is the best gun in the game. Oh, yeah. when, Once you fully upgrade it, it's, it's lovely. When, when you first pick up the plasma cutter, above it, it's on a table, and above it, written in blood on the wall, says, cut off their limbs. Now, that is pretty out there, right? That is, that is very on the nose. Nothing about it is, is creepy. You then walk around the corner, and you find a voice tape that says, oh, shooting them in the head doesn't work. I have to cut off the limbs. Shoot the limbs of enemies for extra damage. And then you get a call from someone that says, Oh, I've tried running away from them, but cutting off the limbs is the only thing that works. Isaac, be careful. Shooting them in the body didn't seem to work. Go for the limbs. Dismember them. That should do the job. And then in the next two minutes, they mention cutting off the limbs another two times. This is Benson, Tram Engineering. We think we figured it out. Smith killed one. Listen, forget about shooting them in the body. You gotta cut off the limbs. Grab a cutter, anything like that. Cut them apart. So in the first five or so minutes, you're told five times you need to cut off the limbs. And at that point, I'm like, I know, you've you've mentioned it briefly. Um, (laughs) I just, I think that the actual horror and the subtlety of this game is not its strong point. Now, what I think is its strong point, I've said the lighting, the art style, the enemy design and audio of the enemies are fantastic i actually disagree with both of you i think all of the puzzles in this game are very well made and a lot of love and attention has gone into them uh, the weapons are interesting and fun the thing that's really cool about the weapons is most of them aren't weapons they're mining um tools it's adapted weaponry mm-hmm. like improvised adapted exactly yeah i think the ending is satisfying the jump scares where they're there are good um, including my favourite ever jump scare at the very end. And the twist is great. The, the twist at the end is is really good. Just to touch briefly back, I mentioned my, my favourite jump scare. Oh, sorry, a jump scare that stuck out to me was in this game. It was actually the very first necromorph that pops up. Uh, and the one that, like, I don't remember the exact scenario, but, like, you're approaching a lift or something and you're in a very narrow corridor right oh. at the of the game. You turn a corner like, oh, body, and then it's just suddenly up. You're like, oh, okay. That's so cool because you are unarmed, and that is where horror comes from. Yeah, um, that's the one where it opens the the lift behind you, and you think you're dead, and then the lift shuts and cuts it in pieces. Yep. Right. Um, the other thing I love about this game is it's fairly linear, right? It's it's quite straight line, but there is a lot of places to explore, and if you explore, you're rewarded for it. Slade, yeah. you said there are med kits out the wazoo, which I agree <laughs> with. Just to check, what modes did you guys play it on? In terms of difficulty? Yeah, medium. Uh, normal. Okay. I played it hard this time because I've done it before. And I know what you're saying about med kits. There are still quite a lot of them. But enemies are that much harder to take down. I think you need it, and you need to prioritize ammo versus yeah. health in the harder, the hardest game modes. Um, but that's that's not an excuse. I think they should have adapted that for the, the difficulty setting. Um there's a lot that we'll probably talk about, like the upgrade system is really cool and leads you to think uh, about what you really want in your character rather than like, oh, you have an upgrade, you can upgrade one thing, where actually it's a network map and you need to decide the best use of your upgrades, your limited upgrades, to get the best out of what you want your character to be able to do. But shall I, shall I talk about the story a little bit before we get into all that nitty gritty? Absolutely. 
Okay, so um, Dead Space is set in 2508. You start the game uh, in a spaceship and you are Isaac Clarke. Uh, you've received a distress call from a, a ship that they call a Planet Cracker, which is an illegal mining ship, basically. Um, the call itself comes from your girlfriend, Nicole, uh, and she's like, oh, we're, ooh, bloody hell, we're in trouble here. And Isaac, in his silent protagonist way, goes, okay, I'll come and come and help you. So you and a team of soldiers go to save those on, I can't remember the name of the ship off the top of my head. Can either of you? Um, no. oh, it's, um, I, the, sorry, the, the Ishimura. Ishimura, thank you. I'm yeah. still laughing about it in his silent protagonist way, being like, yep. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So, so you and a team of soldiers go to the Ishimura because you know, uh, stuff has gone down that is um, no bueno. Um, basically, you go onto the ship. Isaac is an engineer. He's not a soldier. Um, he is there as IT support to turn it off and on again and see if he can fix it. But it's a bit past that. Uh, you go on, and all of these enemies, all of these enemies called necromorphs, uh, are running around the ship and basically causing everyone to have a bad time by murdering them and stealing their body and you know all the usual stuff. So you go through 12 chapters where um, you learn a lot about the ship and the Planet Cracker, uh, Ishimura, and what they're actually looking for uh, until you fight all of these huge necromorphs in lots of really interesting environments across the ship. Uh, and you eventually, and this is where the big spoiler is, so if if you haven't played Dead Space and you want to play Dead Space, maybe skip probably about 10 minutes um but we gave you a spoiler warning until you find out right at the end of the game that nicole has been dead the whole time yes um now slade the reason that you need 12 chapters is did you notice if you put the first letter of every single chapter uh together it tells you exactly what the twist is now it says nicole is dead ah. uh, and otherwise uh, the game would end at nicole is d and we don't know who D is. She so. was D'd. She was. Oh, she did. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so that's. Kill. I said no. <laughs> that, um, <laughs> where were you when Nicole was ill? Oh, I was home eating Cheeto. <laughs> Tim called, said Nicole is D'd. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love that me. I have no idea what you're talking about, but. Um, in a nutshell, you have to go and try and save this planet cracker. The thing that they were mining for is a thing called the red marker. And it's a bright red stone that twists. Like an obelisk. And it's the thing. Yeah, it's like an obelisk. Uh, it's the thing that has caused everyone to go crazy and release the necromorphs onto the ship, basically. Um, and there's a whole thing about a church that pray to this marker, the government not wanting the marker to get anywhere near him rightly so i think and the the owner of the planet cracker being in cahoots with the church um and the the cahoots mean that everyone on the ishimura is you know d so um that's dead space in a nutshell is there anything in there that's really important that you guys think i've missed uh i mean it starts all starts out like a um okay oh man we've got to get off this ship kind of scenario but then you quickly end up learning more about this cult church thing yeah. and almost coming around to their ideas uh about like you must protect the obelisk you must send you must give it back and all that and like suddenly that becomes your priority i thought that's yeah. interesting yeah it is interesting and i think slade uh your co-workers when they said it it makes sense in dead space 2 which i highly recommend you play don't bother um, with dead space 3 well, I'll come on to Dead Space 3 in a minute, but um, I highly recommend you play Dead Space 2, uh, but it makes a lot more sense, and it, it enhances Dead Space 2 greatly. Sorry, it's not the answer you wanted, Slade, but the last two chapters are there, not only to give Nicole AD, but to um, to give Dead Space 2 a bit of meaning. Yeah, I just... Yeah. I... It's not great. Maybe if you play them all together, but I just, you know, I'm looking at it as a game, right? Yeah. I don't want to give it the excuse of 
the sequel makes it make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I don't think you should. I don't think you should. I think Dead Space was released as a standalone game. There was never Dead Space 2 announced when they made it. So why would you give it that air? Right. So, you know, when we look at these, I have to look at the game we played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Okay, so let's talk about level design. Um, What were your favorite areas of the Ishimura? Uh. I mean, the first time you step outside of the um, and go into like the into outer space on like the hull of the ship, where like I think an asteroid or something could just like rip through a, a section of the ship. Yeah, that's very cool because that's like that's unheard of like up to that point of the game, and so that's like interesting. And do you know what? They don't overdo it; they use it quite sparingly as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I do think that the three D bits that Slade said gave him motion sickness were maybe the weaker points of this game. Yeah. Um, um, I no, think you lost a lot of the action during them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think especially during that one asteroid puzzle that I alluded to earlier, where you have to like step halfway out the ship. Normally, there's yeah, like some indicator that you're going outside, but not really with this, which is why it confused me. Yeah. Fair enough. Slave, I, what's your favorite part? I actually kind of like the. Uh, I don't know. If I have a particular favorite part of the ship, I just liked how um, it's it's good level design though because you're going back and forth so much between the different levels, mm-hmm. having the uh, like locked off crates until you get to like the chapter where you need to use them essentially. Yeah, I yeah, th- that's thought strange. that was pretty, and, and it does incur like even though you have as Tim called it the uh, breadcrumb system to figure out which way to go. Uh, oh, sorry, we should could... say the breadcrumb system. Is this where you press in one of the thumbsticks and it shines a light and literally tells you this is the direction you have to go? Yeah. Yes. This is how you progress um, the game. Yeah, yeah. But you could still like go and explore. You don't have to just walk the linear path, which yeah. is why Tim said his playtime was like five and a half hours. I think mine's around eight or yeah. nine. Mm-hmm. Because I was having fun looking around. It's a was fun map to explore. I will say, I think the first yeah. time that you play it, though, you should do it the way you did it, Slade. It's really good to explore, yeah. and and it's rewarding yeah. to explore yes. as well. Yeah, you don't. It's not like Ocarina of Time where you get tired of looking in rooms. Like you know, you go to the area and you're like, oh, this door is unlocked now. I'd like to go. You know, I want to go look in there. There is a what, what is behind, it, it, what a strange dig at Ocarina of Time. The, first one that came to mind. There. <laughs> um, first one that came to mind. There's one thing that I really appreciate about the. Uh, level slash world design of this game everything loops back into itself like yep. it feels like you're constantly going back and forth between the hangar um mm-hmm. but on these new and interesting paths that you're like oh maybe that'll be important later and then it is important later good design mm-hmm. i good uh design. i will say the the breadcrumb system is fantastic 95 percent of the time but that five percent where it doesn't work around elevators especially yeah, is the absolute worst. As a rule, if you're going in an elevator, just look at your map first. Make sure that's the way to yeah. go. Yeah, because <laughs> in an elevator, it just draws like a line, and it looks like it goes through the floor, and then it goes back up to Isaac, and you're like, do I need to go up, down? What does this mean? This means nothing. I had one part in, like, I think it was the mining facility, where you had, like, the mining uh, level, and then, like, you could go up a few floors to, like, preparation. There's, like, an admin mining yeah. thing at the very top. Uh, I had that where the breadcrumb system got very stuck for about five minutes, and I had to like force myself into a corner of the room to almost make it unjumble itself. And be like, okay, no, this is the way to go. Cool, thank you. Yeah, so I stand by it. The ninety-five percent of the time that it works, it's like fantastic. It's just that five percent will completely infuriate you. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think the thing that I liked most about this, and sorry, this isn't an area of the ship. I've just given you a question and not answered it myself, is um, I love that the HUD of this game is all visible in the world that it's set in. It's diegetic. Isaac's Isaac's health bar is a marker on his back. And I think that I watched a video on Dead Space a while ago, and it said it made sense because if he was an engineer and he was out in space, he couldn't really communicate with someone. So if someone looked on his back and saw his health was all the way depleted, they'd be like, oh, dear, we've got to go and get someone to to go and fetch <laughs> that fellow. Um, I liked that the gun, when you had ammo, it was like right there on the gun. It was like, oh, you've got four bullets left, and it's nice and popped up. Even the breadcrumbs were something that a light that Isaac was meant to follow. I just thought that that was really clever and very different because the games around it that were released around this, like – I'm using Bethesda as an example. When you're doing a quest or or a mission in in that, you focus on this tiny little 
uh, compass at the top of the screen or Grand Theft Auto, you focus on a tiny little GPS in the corner of the screen. And I think by not having that compass or GPS, it allowed you to really take in the environment much, much better. What's, yeah, um, I, what's understandable about it, it, like let's say an engineer was needing like the engine room, for example, it would be understandable for that engineer's suit to maybe have some sort of navigation system to it because he's, mm. he's essentially an off-ship engineer. He's, he's been yeah, brought yeah. in. Yeah, it's understandable. It's cool though. It's, I think it really worked. I think my favorite level, uh, and also I'm going to move on to bosses in a me- minute because there aren't loads of bosses, but there are a few bosses in Dead Space. My favorite area was the final boss. The Hive Mind boss was awesome. I thought it was great, Slade. I know you didn't like the last few levels, but it was very cool. Just massive and big. Oh, that it thing. felt like. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I say the hive mind. It's like a amalgamation of all of the necromorphs come together to kick the living heck out of Isaac. It look like um, the the final thing looks like the demogorgon from Stranger Things. Great comparison. So, um yeah, it's it's just a very massive level and the scale of it feels huge. So, how about Tim? What was your favorite boss fight? Uh, the breadcrumb system one. in the mining pit. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, I favorite fight. I mean, the regenerating enemy. I know he's used a couple of times, but like the fact that you have to get creative to kill him. Does he? Does he count as boss fights? Yeah, that's yeah, like I a, think so. It's a, it's a boss fight. Yeah, probably them. Like you have to be, you have to be creative in the ways you kill them, especially the one where you use a escape pods jet. As a yeah. uh, as a weapon, that's very fun. Nice, yeah, that's good. Slade, uh, I got the same one as Tim. I think that's fair. It's very good. Yeah, but one of the other ways you kill this guy is you like put him in a cryogenic freezing thing. Yes, nice. And uh, when I did that, I didn't realize he, he gets like still move pretty quick with his arms. So I ran back to the control room and hit the button. And then I got smacked. I looked to my left, and there he was in the control room with me. And I'm like, "What? Are you? You're not supposed to be here." <laughs> oh, you, you pesky critter! Get out of here! Um, there's, I, there's you're gonna this... hate this. I, I didn't like the last fight. I didn't like the last. Really? Boss. I don't know if it's just because I was at the point I wanted the game to be over, and that really? soured it a bit for me. But you know how I beat the final boss? He didn't hit me once. You know what I did? Go on. I I was like playing uh, Galaga. I just kept strafing left and right. <laughs> Nice. Um, so, then, Slade, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on something. Sure. So, I see on your Steam wish list is System Shock 2. Yes. Did you know that this game originally started as System Shock 3? Did it really? Yes. Do you know why, why it changed? At... No. Honestly, I was going to buy you System Shock 2 because it was like it's like a pound here at the moment, but it won't let me because it's not a pound where you are. Um, right. So, the reason it changed, the developers of this game played... Resident Evil 4, and thought, that is amazing. We want to make that in a sci-fi setting. So what you've played and enjoyed is Resident Evil 4 in space. No. (laughs) Thoughts? No. No? No. But you can see, like, I'm not saying for a second that this is Resident Evil 4 No, no, you can see, but you can, like, I didn't, I'm not disputing that Resident Evil 4 isn't influential. I'm not disputing that. Because you can tell in playing this okay and it's like they saw hey here's everything that they did wrong let's make things a little easier like the navigation to start with do you think (laughs) did you think when we recorded our fourth episode that you'd still be talking about it 42 main episodes later (laughs) no i was hoping y'all would leave it behind (laughs) at some point but i think so so um yeah i'm just going to talk a little bit about that sorry slade i'll be one second um i think you can see it have you played system shark no, I haven't. I just know this is supposed to be like one of those games that everybody's like, oh, it's great and influential. Well, System yeah. Shock is is what inspired Bioshock to come around. Shock, right. Yeah. That's that's what I've always heard. And uh, But they're remaking System Shock too, so I might right. wait and see. Fair enough. Yeah. But so, so System Shock is slow. Like, it's a really slow-paced game. And I don't think you can say that this is. So I think when they, when they were making System Shock 3 and played Resident Evil, thought, this is amazing, I'm going to remake this in space, they basically upped the tempo and what i think the way that you can see this really clearly is in the way that enemies approach you so 
you can go into a corridor and you see an open room that's got four necromorphs in and they're just wandering around doing their business making a cup of tea you know as they do having a little playing some cards playing a banjo you know all the things that the necromorphs do and they they just do their own thing and this is the same as the first area in resident evil 4 when there's just villagers wandering around not playing the banjo they've got harmonicas um they're just doing their own thing. And then the second one of them sees you, it makes a loud noise. And then everyone swarms you. And it's like 100 miles an hour coming at you straight away. And that is a running theme of Resident Evil 4 that I think they brought into this game to make it less like System Shock 3. Um, there's a lot of influence in that. But I think that's the one that I really pulled when I found out the, um, the influence of Resident Evil on this game. Any thoughts? From cool, good, good podcast, guys. No. <laughs> um, okay, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna sit here and be irritated by it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let it affect your scoring, um, because this isn't Resident Evil Four in space. I think it's so much more than that on its own. Um, so, favorite moment in the game? Let's say, oh, a good word for this: shining light. Wow. Slade, what was your favorite moment? We haven't said the word shining light in quite a while, have we? Well, now we have. Shiny, shiny lights. Um, shining light. Yeah, it'd still be the lady uh, slit in her throat when Isaac walked in. I don't know why that made me laugh so hard, and that's like the one thing that really sticks in my head. Fair enough. That's what you want from a horror game is that funny bit where she dies. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Tim, shiny lights. There is a bit where Isaac, I guess, is hallucinating Nicole. Uh, and she's operating a control panel and some and some necromorphs like jumping down from a vent. Uh, and you have to stop them and you also have to stop the ones that are approaching you. I thought to myself, what happens if I pick up this bin and throw it at her? And uh, she went, and the, the hallucination went, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. And that's your shining light. Uh, it was an interaction I didn't expect. <laughs> the fact that they made a noise for that moment. Because you can't interact with her at any other time. Just that one. Fair enough. Um, my shining light was in the mining section. You're on this gondola, and you have to go from one side of this massive cavern to another. Mm. And as the fog clears that cavern, you just see shed loads of necromorphs on the other side. And I feel like that was good, good horror. When like you can see them like crawling between the vents and systems in the chasm. Yeah, but in the one that I'm talking about, like the gondola is going to the to this other side of the valley, and you know the second it hits there, the doors are going to open, but you can see like seven necromorphs waiting on the other side for you. Mm. I just thought that was really um, creepy and very cool. This game does a lot of um, I don't want to call it subversion because I don't think that's the right word, but like it's um, it does a thing a lot where it will build up to something and then nothing happens, and you're just like, oh. And then something will happen. Yeah. Like, it's like almost like a delayed shock. Yeah, it. I feel like that's really intentional. Though. Oh, for sure it is. Yeah, Absolutely, because it because it, it, it happens to you a few times, and then you're like, ah, nothing's gonna happen. And then the thing does happen, and it scares you, or something you're like, jumps oh, out and goes. Blue, wasn't blue, ready blue. for that. No. Um, so the final thing I want to talk about before I ask you guys for any extra thoughts is the ending, very very ending of the game. This game ends on a jump scare. Yes. So we've yep. told you that Nicole is dead. At the end, Isaac sits in the chair and he's like, ooh, I'm going to take this big, big old rock home. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Nicole, as presumably as a necromorph, jumps and screams in the face of Isaac and the game goes black. That's it. The end of the game. Yep. What did you think at that point? I was watching that scene and I don't know if I thought about this when I was younger playing this, but... You know when he takes off his helmet and he's like almost breathes a sigh of relief like your adventure is over? I got a Halo 1 vibe from that. You know when Master Chief takes off his helmet at the end of Halo 1? Mm. I was like, oh, neat. Yeah. Uh, and then the jump scare happened. And I'll be honest, I forgot about it. And it didn't spook me. I honestly thought that's kind of dumb if I'm honest. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, what a shame. I, I stand I stand by what I said earlier when I was talking about it. It's a dick move. Oh, it is a dick move, but it is it's a I, dick. It's effective. It's an effective dick yeah. move, but so the, the sorry, I know like I said the the, I was going to ask you for yes, exactly, Tim. Well done. <laughs> um, I know I said uh, I was going to 
ask you for your extra thoughts, but I really quickly wanted to talk about Dead Space 2 and more importantly, Dead Space 3. So we've spoken a bit about Dead Space 2 being a real continuation of this game, and it is. And I think something that's really tricky in horror games is keeping them scary. Yes. <laughs> and um, the way I think, anyway, for, for me, the reason that horror games series stop being scary is familiarity. So the reason that I would recommend Dead Space 2 is it's familiar and it's the same enemies, but what they throw at you is extra challenges. The first mission in, sorry, spoilers for Dead Space 2, the first mission in Dead Space 2, Isaac is completely insane and he's he's got a straight jacket on and the necromorphs are attacking the hospital that Isaac is holed up in. And I think the first 10, 15 minutes of the game, you are completely helpless. You can't use your arms and the necromorphs are attacking. What Dead Space 2 is throws challenges at Isaac rather than challenges at the player. As the player that's played Dead Space, you understand what you're up against. But by handicapping Isaac in so many different ways throughout the game, you are open to a brand new challenge. I think. So, Slade, I thoroughly recommend that you play Dead Space 2. Dead Space 3, however, is a different kettle of fish. Now, I am I still think you should play Dead Space 3. A lot of people would say you shouldn't. And the reason that they say you shouldn't is it's not even trying to be an uh, action horror. It's just an action game. It feels like that game, was it Lost Planet or Lost Planet 2? Yes, yeah, yeah. That's a great comparison. Carry on, Tim. Oh, that's that's about it. It's it's, no. it's just a massive departure from Dead Space 1 2. Yeah, it is a huge departure. But what you get in Dead Space 3 is you can see a real influence of the developer rather than the development team. I think EA at that point went, oh, do you know what's successful? Massive set pieces. So Dead Space 3 is full of huge set pieces. What was really popular at the time was co-op. Dead Space 3 is meant oh, to be yeah. playing co-op. I forgot about the co-op. There is also, unfortunately, the um, blight upon Dead Space 3 that is microtransactions, and it is littered with them. Now, I still think you should play it because it's fun, but it's fun as an action game, not as a Dead Space game. If it released under any other name, I think it would be much better received. But... um, yeah, I still think it's okay. I still think you should give it a go. So, now that I've said my piece, let's move on. Any extra thoughts before we move on to scores, gentlemen? No, I think it's very really. funny that okay. Dead Space 2 starts out with Isaac has unresolved trauma. Let's play the first game again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Dead Space 2 has the most tense scene I've ever played in a video game. Now, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, play Dead Space 2 and find out. If it's what I'm thinking of, it combines my two biggest fears. Yes, it is exactly that. I I had fun fact, when I was at university playing that, I had to get my housemate to do it. But yeah. I I can't wait to see that show up in the uh, spreadsheet for <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to start with Slade. Can you tell us your final thoughts and sure. your uh, your score please? I'm going to be a little pedantic about this, but okay. if I got to quit playing the game at chapter 10. This would be getting a lovely 8 out of 10 from me. The last two chapters have left a terrible taste in my mouth and didn't enjoy it. So it's getting bumped down to a 6, but I do recommend it. I think it's fun, but just quit playing at chapter 10. Don't go further. I think that's... that's too, a little well, harsh. Down two marks. But, but you know, I, it's, it's your problem. The, the, dragon, the, the dragon, the rock, is. I'm, it, I'm still annoyed with it. I just think it goes. It goes on for it goes on for far too long. Maybe a little bit too long. I don't think it's yeah. it's as painful as you're making it out to be. But yeah, yeah. Okay, we, six out of ten. Um, Tim, yeah, but with the with the recommend on that. Okay, sorry, I should have checked. Yeah, so recommended yeah. six out of ten. Tim, yep. uh, I am probably going to go with a seven point five. Um, I think. I think I think it I think it really does well with the body horror aspect of it, and I think that's a pretty untapped market for the for the large part of things. Like a lot of horror games are just all scary atmosphere. Like a you know you look at your Outlast or whatever, which yes has body horror but is mostly atmosphere. Um, 
this I think is a healthy balance of the two, which is nice. Um, I think the only thing that really drags this game down for me is there is nothing incentivizing me outside of ammo limitations from trying other weapons. I think the only other one that I tried properly was the flamethrower. Um, and that was for the guys who... How do I want to describe them? They're like the big the little bit dudes. Be, yeah, you, could, you kept calling them baby bambinos. Um, yeah, yeah, the little tiny guys. The little tiny guys that crawl around the floor and look like amoebas. Um, <laughs> those guys, and purely because it was just effective at getting a widespread, but other than that, straight back to the, to the plasma cutter pistol. Uh, it's the most effective weapon in the game, and they give it to you right at the start. There's no real incentive to use other weapons outside of ammo limitation. The big old wide boy was quite good for clearing a whole room. Yeah, but like they have a mine feature in that where you can like deploy mines with that gun. Yeah, and I did not use that once. I did if I saw a couple of them like running together, I would just eat the mine out there, and that helped. But the other thing about the the wide boy gun, that's what we're going to refer to it as now, <laughs> is uh, there was like one of these really tough enemies, and I guess you were supposed to shoot it in the back, but. I shot him like four times and his like legs and arms came off. And then Hammond got on the radio and was like, you need to shoot him in the back to kill him. And I'm like, he's laying there in bits. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's dead. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. So sorry, Tim. Score and recommendation. Yeah, it's, I'm going to give it a 7.5 and a recommendation. Cool. Great. I think uh, in hindsight, this review, we've not talked about the different designs of Necromorph. There are a lot of them. Very interesting. I haven't really talked about the weapons apart from the plasma gun and the wide boy. They are interesting and fun, but not necessary, as Tim said. Uh, I really enjoy Dead Space, and I think it holds up really well after 15 or so years. Um, I'm going to give it a 8.5 out of 10 with a strongly recommend. Cool. Alrighty. That in total gives it a 7.3 out of 10 from the Game Club pod. Wow. Fair score, good score. Okay. With, um, with three three recommendations. Good. Good. Well done, Dead Space. So uh, we're going to go into the post-amble and play a game. Um, but uh, I just thank you very much oh, for being with us. Jenny thoughts. What? And Jen, Jenny don't know nothing about this game because I ain't asked her. What about an Amazon review? Yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. We're playing the games instead. Okay. Um, welcome to the Game Club Pod, Tim. Uh, it's been three weeks, so <laughs> three episodes since we've done a review. Um, okay, so Tim, where can people find you? We've well, already done the bit. We don't need to do it again. Yep, uh, when Bembo on everything, on my other podcast, The Fanatics, where my friend and I watch the same movie every week for a year. We're watching Catwoman. We've just got done with episode 12. Cool beans. And your episode is next, Tim. What are we playing? Uh, we are playing Pokemon Snap for the N64, the game that Joey and I previously described as the most diff disappointing game we've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, Slade, where can they find you? Uh, Slade plays games on Twitter and Twitch. Slade's Life on Instagram. Cool beans. And uh, you can find me at host, uh, sometimes being the admin of uh, Game Club Pod Twitter, which is at Game Club Pod. Uh, part-time admin here so um thank you very much for being with us uh, stick around for the post amble and we will see you next time toodles bang. love you bye bang. Okay, so so, so why do now, you why are you allowed to have it in the post amble and I'm because, not when I'm editing because it's my episode. <laughs> um, but also, so I've I've we're not going to do the usual game. We're going to play a new game. Mm -hmm. uh, I've made a jingle for the new game. The new game is actually a very old game, but I'll explain it after the jingle. Slade's not heard this before, so his reaction is purely raw. So here's the jingle. The first thing you hear as of now will be the jingle and not. It's going to be in the post amble. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be in the post amble. <laughs> Welcome to the post amble, everybody. Joey's a charming fellow and excellent game show host.
to Welcome to Going to Get Over Here. This is a rip-off of 80s game show, Going for Gold. Slade, what did you this. think of the new jingle? It's awful. I loved it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I had fun making it. So, um, in Going for Get Over Here, the uh, I have three rounds for you. You are playing against each other, gentlemen. Now... This isn't as someone goes first. This is first answer wins. But the way I want you to announce that you have an answer to give is I want you to say your own name, okay? So what I've got is the theme of three video game characters. I'm going to give you one fact at a time, starting off very vague and becoming more and more specific as we go. So if my uh, first fact was uh, I live in America, you didn't know. My second fact was I love digging holes, you didn't know. Yeah. And I said I am from Alabama, you would immediately go, oh, that is Slade Plays Games. So that's how it works. You get one guess per fact. So use them. Um, but we're going to start now with number one. Do we understand the rules? Yes. Yeah, so we're saying our own name. Yep. Say your own name before you answer. Okay. Okay. So first fact. My first video game appearance was in 1991. No Slade? Answer? Incorrect. Tim, got, got an answer? Want I know, I was oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Slade. Go on. I thought <laughs> yeah, you were guessing yourself. Yeah, my parents wasn't, yeah. I wasn't even alive then. No, he, was a, he wasn't now. even even a baby bambino. No. Uh, is it Mario? Incorrect. Tim, okay. I'm going to like say Pac-Man. Incorrect. My final appearance was in as listed on my wikipedia page was in 2018 in the film ready player one happy for me to move on to, to fact three yeah i've never okay. seen ready player oh one. can i take a guess yeah sure cubert incorrect good guess though um within my game world i wrote an autobiography called why i am so great Any guesses? Sounds familiar. No idea. I'm going to take okay. a punt and say Duke Nukem. Well done. Tim gets the point. <laughs> it was Duke Nukem. My only other um, facts for you were notable for smoking a cigar, protagonist of 18 games, and the final clue was most uh, one of the most recent games had a 14-year development hell, which I'm hoping you would have both got it out. Yeah, I didn't know so, he was yeah. a ready player one, though. Yeah, apparently so. I don't know. There's so many video game references in that that film that I think I'd missed 99% of them. Um, so I've got another two here. Mm -hmm. The first one, and don't worry about saying your name, just, just go for it. Uh, I have 19 games where my name appears in the title. Mario? Incorrect. Tim? Oh, really? Uh, 19 games. Zelda? Incorrect. I am the star of an adventure platformer. Adventure plat? It's not Mario. It's not Zelda. That's a lot of games. Any guesses? I'm going to move on. Uh, Castlevania. Incorrect. No, no that's not his name, is it? No, yeah, John no, there's Castlevania. There's a lot of different. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, characters in Castlevania. I am also the star of a series of racing games. Oh. Crash Bandicoot? Sonic. Slade gets the point. Oh. Well done. Oh. So 19 we games. Have, yeah, That's a 19. lot. Of, I didn't realize there was that many. You, Tim, my other answer was going to be Sonic if I hadn't thought of Crash. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the other clues for that were I used to be a console exclusive character. I have had five developers in my lifetime of games. First game in 96, final game in 2021. Originally created to compete with Mario and Sonic and I am a bandicoot. So, um, final one, and the tiebreaker. I have appeared in six games. You might as well take the, uh, take the, I guess. The fisherman from Zelda. Incorrect. Slade. Um, appeared in six games. No idea. I'm going to skip it. I am not the protagonist of the six games I have appeared in. In, sorry, I should say, I'm not the protagonist of all of the six games I've appeared in. Is it Igor? Incorrect. Tingle. Oh, okay. Who, sorry, Tim? Tingle. Incorrect. Oh, that, that's a good guess, though. My name is not in the title of any of these six games I have appeared in. Still Tingle. 
<laughs> Still incorrect. <laughs> um, Gonna have to push you for an answer, Slade. Title's not name's not in the title. Been in six games. Chica. Oh, incorrect. No, just... I have my character has also appeared in four films. Six games, four films. Zangief. Incorrect, Slade. What's the whatever the old man Toad is? The old man Toad. Yeah, in the Mario series. Oh, um, incorrect. Toadsworth. What? Yeah, Toadsworth. Be quick on this one. The series of games I have appeared in is Resident Evil. Leon Kennedy. These are all way too generic. What's the point? I hope you enjoy. Congratulations, Slade. You are the winner. How does it feel? Are you doing this on purpose? Want another Resident Evil question? Yeah, I wasn't, but um, I'm glad you got it. It shows your true love for the game. Anyway, we will see you in two weeks for Pokemon Snap. Love you all. Bye. Bye.